the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are blessed to have you join us today. God gives us everything we need to meet the challenges and enjoy the victories in our earthly lives. He assures us that He will not allow us to be tempted above our ability to resist the temptation and that He will give us a way to escape it. Why then do we repeatedly lose the battle over temptation? Listen closely with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us on how we can win the battle over all kinds of temptations. Have your Bibles. We're going to transition to part two. Remember, we started part one on last Sunday. And so we're going to uh, preach the second portion of that message that we commenced on last Sunday, which was our family day. It was a message to challenge families. We did not complete that uh, message. And the older I get in the ministry, the slower I go, because actually we have too much that needs to be uprooted out of us to move or to rush the word of God. So if you have your Bibles, would you turn again to James chapter one, uh, verses 12, verses 12 through 16. James chapter one, verses 12 through 16. And we'll just read this passage again. We'll not say everything that we shared in part one for time's sake. It was too much. The scripture says in James chapter one, Uh, Verses 12 through 16. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. And all God's children said, we want to preach part two, winning the battle over temptation. We said, just to give a tidbit of a review, uh, we said last time, uh, blessed is the man who endures, the man, the woman, the child that endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive a crown of life. God blesses those, in other words, who endures trials, who endures tests and temptations that are from the enemy. When you withstand and resist and, and, uh, and fight Uh, For your very spiritual lives, God rewards those who withstand and resist temptation to the glory of God. Verse 13 says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. That is a diabolical thing. If you ever heard of anything to, to say when you attempted, God made you do what you did in God is no evil. 
in God is no sin. Uh, God is holy. Uh, he, 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 he is just. He is pure. And God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone to do that because God is completely holy. Verse 14, uh, we're just going swiftly because we exegeted it last week. We're just kind of uh, just getting ourselves in the groove uh, just with a brief review. It says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Uh, we have to get our fleshly desires under control, under the auspices of the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit does not keep our desires in check, uh, we'll find ourselves doing any damnable thing under the sun. Verse 15, then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. In other words, Satan plants the thought. And if you don't deal with that thought in your mind, it germinates. It, it catches roots. And uh, it begins to uh, then you begin to act out what you didn't deal with when you didn't deal with the thought. And then the thought, it comes into fruition and gives birth to sin, which ultimately, ultimately leads to death and separation from God. Verse 16 says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. In other words, at the root of all temptation is deception. And we dealt with that extensively last time. Here at Maranatha, the theme of our year is the year of moral purity. It is the year of moral purity. We cannot be chaste, holy, or pure apart from winning the battle over temptation. Did you, did you hear what I said? We cannot be chaste, we cannot be moral, and we cannot be pure apart from winning the battle over temptation. We've all been tempted. We've been tempted in our past, we're being tempted in our present, and we shall face future temptations. Satan is our enemy and desires to strip us of our holiness. Satan desires to break our fellowship with God, which makes us powerless. Uh, when our fellowship with God is broken, uh, it, 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 it makes us impotent and it renders us inoperative and fruitless. You see, the, the sin is not in the temptation. The sin is not in the temptation itself. We sin when we yield to temptation. That's why being proactive in taking protective measures is so critical. Being proactive in taking protective measures is so critical. So let me just define temptation one more time for those perhaps who were not here uh, last time. Temptation from the enemy is for the purpose of, call, of causing one to fall and to become entangled in sin. I reiterate, temptation from the enemy is for the purpose of causing one to fall and to become entangled in sin. It is the act of enticement to do evil through flattery, subduction, to lead one astray, to defile and ultimately destroy. My friend, as long as there is a devil, as long as we are in this world, as long as we live in this unredeemed flesh that has within it the propensity to sin, we shall be tempted unto the day of our death. So with that being said, number one, it is absolutely impossible to live in this world and not be tempted by Satan, the world and the flesh. It is absolutely impossible. Say impossible. Impossible. 
it is absolutely impossible to, to live in this world and not be tempted by the devil, not be tempted by the things in this world, and not to be tempted by your own fleshly appetites and desires. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I'd like to say is this. Number two, since temptation is inevitable, it is critical that we repent and receive Jesus Christ as our personal savior, because without the Lord, you will not have victory over temptation. It is very, very crucial that you repent, turn from your sins and selfishness, embrace the Lord Jesus Christ uh, as your personal savior, cry out for his mercy, cry out saying, Lord, come into my heart, take residence in my heart. I believe in your death, burial, and resurrection. I claim you now as my one and only savior. And only then when you mean that in the depths of your heart, in the depths of your innermost being, you then have a resource, a person with you, within you that can help you resist Temptation to the glory of God. And Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, it says, Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. You know, I, I, it's strange nowadays. In most churches, you don't hear the word repent. Amen. Where has that word gone? Say repent. Say it, say it again. Say it again. Some of you, I'm saying it so long, you have to dust the dust off the word. When is the last time you told your child you need to repent? Or you told your brother or your sister who's living in sin you need to repent? Or some sinner who's doing ugly, you need to repent and turn from your sin and embrace the Lord Jesus Christ. Repentance is a foreign word, word in today's church. And repentance is essential in the Christian faith. The scripture says, repent, Jesus says, and believe in the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And the book of Acts chapter 3 verse 19, it says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When we give into temptation, we must own it rather than make excuses or blame others for what we did. We must confess it, repent of it, and ask God's forgiveness for it. Satan will use anything to tempt us. It is up to us to use the spiritual power within us to resist his desire to destroy us. Our sovereign God is our power source. When we faithfully avail ourselves to him, Satan cannot stand against the power and promises of God. You know what? Depression and oppression and regression can really be as a byproduct of an unrepentant spirit. If you refuse to repent and, and, and turn from your sin, then comes the depression, the regression, the setbacks, and all of the other things that happen as a result of being callous and rebellious in your heart. You are refreshed and blessed through repentance. Repentance. It says, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. The Lord will not refresh your mess. Did you hear what I just said? I, I hope it didn't fly by you. The Lord will not refresh your mess. 
He will whoop the mess out of you, but he will not refresh your mess. Amen. All right. Uh, so uh, 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 let's, let's move on. I'm getting kind of excited about this already. And I'm just getting going. Uh, uh, we left off last time talking about protective measures. You got to be proactive. You got to prepare for the devil to come at you. I mean, you can't be lollygagging around. You got to, you got to have your act together in the Lord. You have to arm yourself. You have to put on the whole armor of God. You got to be proactive and not reactive if you're going to get the best of the devil and not allow the devil to get the best of you. And with that being said, let us once again look at some of the profound protective measures that will keep us from yielding to temptation from the enemy. Protective measure number one, you will not have victory over temptation if you try to compromise. You will not have victory over temptation if you try to compromise. My friends, you cannot out negotiate the devil you'll lose every time you, you, the devil's smarter than you you can't out trick the devil you can't out scheme the devil how you gonna whoop the devil at his own game the devil been studying human behavior ever since the garden of eden so 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 don't try to compromise with the devil don't you cannot negotiate with him he's your enemy he's not to be played with you're to hate him and his workings my friends, you cannot out-negotiate the devil. You'll lose every time. I love what Psalms 119 verses 1, 2, and 3 says. Oh, Psalms 119, 1, 2, and 3. Uh, from the New Living Translation. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instruction of the Lord. You need to turn that. That's just so good. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. This is Maranatha Bible Church, and so you ought to have your Bible. If you don't bring it to church, I know you're not taking it anywhere else. Uh, look at Psalms 119. Look, look, at, look, at, look at verse 1. Look, joyful are the people of integrity. You know, if you don't have integrity, you, you, can't, you, you don't have the joy. Who follows the instruction of the Lord. People who listen and obey God are blessed by God and receive joy in the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. Number three, they do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths, only in his paths. And you know why some of you have lost your joy and some of you are in regression and some of your lives are in such a mess is that you've been compromising with evil. And you've been trying to walk God's path and the devil path at the same time. And that's like light and darkness and light and darkness doesn't have anything in common. Anything in common. Listen, you have to make up your mind whom you will serve. I like what Joshua said. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. The Lord. Walk only in his path. Listen and obey his instruction. And you will have joy as a byproduct of your obedience. Number two, another protective measure to help us in times of temptations, establish boundaries, say boundaries. Establish boundaries and make yourself accountable to someone who is spiritually mature. Number two, can keep confidentiality. And number three, have your best interests at heart 
and will tell you the truth about yourself. Give yourself permission to be rebuked by God and others who love you. That is so important till it's worth restating because some of y'all will slide right by this insight. Establish boundaries. You give your children boundaries. You, you can't play in the streets. And you, you, don't give your, you don't allow your children to drive the car at three. You do. You crazy. You, know, you don't give them the car keys. You don't do those kinds of things. They're not ready. They're immature. All of us need boundaries because that, that protects us. Uh, it, it keeps us out of trouble. And it keeps us going beyond the line. Boundaries. Establish boundaries and make yourself accountable to someone who is spiritually mature, uh, can keep confidentiality, have your best interest at heart, and will tell you the truth about yourself. Not just what you want to hear, but what you need to hear to the glory of God. Give yourself permission to be rebuked by God and others who love you dearly. Some of you, nothing can be said to you because of your spirit of retaliation. Because of your domination, your domineering spirit, your controlling spirit, your manipulative spirit. And, uh, and so folks just leave you alone and you go on to your destruction because nobody can. They, matter of fact, they scatter you because they don't know what you're going to do. Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses 10 and 12b says two are better than one. Stop saying I don't need anybody. You do need somebody. You fall in the tub, face down, and drown in one inch of water because nobody's around to pick you up. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Everybody needs somebody. Uh, for if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. That's bad when all of us fall at the same time. But I'm so glad God didn't permit that. Somebody got to be up to help somebody else up. If we all down, who can help somebody up? You see? And so you need someone in your life who can challenge your level of spirituality and help you raise the spiritual boy in your life. I love what verse 12b says. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. You know, in other words, uh, when you surround yourself with two or three people who love you and who can keep you accountable and tell you the truth about yourself and to help you along and yet won't be a gossip and put your business out in the street. You know, that's the worst. And let me say this, too. That's the most that one of the most damnable things you can do. It's when you're in good relationship with people and they've confided in you because they trust you because of the relationship you have. And for whatever the reason, the relationship goes south. Y'all see where I'm going, don't you? For whatever the reason, the relationship goes south. For whatever the reason, I don't want to know the reason, but sometimes people start out being the best of friends or the best of whatever and something happens. Something snaps. The worst thing you can do because you're no longer in a close association with that person is to go to somebody else and try to wipe that person out who confided within you personal information or perhaps you know something about that person that nobody else knows and you just spread it everywhere as a way of getting back at that person. That is so damnable, so devilish, and so evil. You need to repent. The worst thing you can do is to hurt folk because you're not in that same relationship anymore. 
Don't do that. That is unholy evil. And that's why people don't talk. And that's why they become suicidal. They have no one they can talk to. They, don't, they trust very few. They've been hurt. Folk talk too much. Run, run away tongues. Don't violate confidentiality. I don't care how much it is. How bad you know. What, what bad you know. Don't do it. You will destroy yourself in the process. Number three. Temptation. The third temptation. A, a, a proactive measure in, in dealing with temptation. We must seek wisdom from the Lord which, which helps us to be wise in a wicked world. Keeps us from being deceived, yielding to temptation and entangled in sin. We must seek what from God? Wisdom from the Lord, which helps us to be wise in a wicked world. How many of y'all know this world is wicked? You need wisdom to live holy in an unholy world. You need wisdom to keep you from being deceived by the enemy. You need wisdom to keep you from yielding to temptation and, and, and to keep you from becoming entangled in sin. You need wisdom from God. Uh, I love what Psalms, just jot it down for your information and read it in your quiet time. Psalms 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Proverbs chapter two, verse six says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. James chapter one, verse five says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. You and I, we need wisdom from God and we need to always be asking God for more wisdom. I don't have enough wisdom. All these people I'm preaching to by radio and television over in Africa and all these places. Listen, I need wisdom because people are hanging on by a thread and I need, I need wisdom to get it right the first time. The worst thing I can do is even at my best is just to, to say it the wrong way with the best of intentions. I need wisdom. You need wisdom. To deal with your children, wisdom to deal with your grandchildren, wisdom to deal with your husband, your wife, your siblings, to deal with your job, your boss, to deal with your neighbor, your cat, your dog, whatever. You need wisdom. Number four, the fourth protective measure. You need to realize this is big. The more carnal you are, the greater the propensity of yielding to temptation. Did you hear what I just said? Don't let that fly by you. Don't let that fly by you. You need to realize the more carnal you are, the greater the propensity of yielding to temptation. Carnality, which is to live according to fleshly lust. That's what it is, to live according to fleshly lust. Carnality is to gratify the flesh and to be worldly minded will hinder you from resisting temptation. Allow the Holy Spirit to bring your fleshly appetites and desires under his authority and control. Your flesh is greedy. It always wants more and more and more. Once indulged, it will always want more. The more carnal you are, the less victory over temptation you will experience. The more carnal you are, 
the less victory over temptation you will experience. Let me give you a scripture that I want everyone to turn to. Y'all hanging with me? Oh God, help me preach this message. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. And you find it, say amen. Good. And I, this is Paul speaking, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people. You know, he said, I couldn't talk to you as, you, as if you were spiritual. But as to carnal, as babes in Christ, I fed you milk and not with solid food. Are you on, are you on meat or are you on milk? We got so many milky Christians. You know, you, you haven't grown teeth to chew yet. For until now, you were not able to receive it. What, you know, what I'm about to share, what I'm sharing with you. And, and even now, you're still not able, you carnal Corinthians. Verse 3, for you are still carnal. Is that you? Underline that. Underline that. Don't be afraid unless it's not your Bible. For you are still carnal. In other words, worldly, fleshly, worldly minded, living according to the flesh and not the spirit. You are still carnal. Paul is cutting to the chase. For where there are envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not, underline it, carnal and behaving like mere men? In other words, God expects more out of Christian than those who are of the world because you belong to Christ. And, the, and when you get to growing up in Christ, you, you look more like him and less like the world. A, a sure sign of carnality. I'm, I'm not going to rush off this carnality business because that's what's wrong with the churches. Churches are impotent, have no power because you have too many carnal, worldly minded saints sitting in the pew. They get more excited about the things of the world than the things of God. A sure sign of carnality is when you struggle to do spiritual things, such as being more absent than present in your church attendance. If, if you can't get here three Sundays in a row, you carnal. Amen. Some people, now I'm not saying you got sick one Sunday. You made. The, I'm not talking about that. You had to work. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you had to go out of town. You had to go see your mama. I'm not talking about that. You had to go to your child's graduation. I'm not talking about that. But I want to ask you a question. When is the last time you've come to church three Sundays in a row on time? God is all knowing, all powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 
East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.